Literally organic podcasting. Literally organic podcasting. We were saying that this is literally the most organic process that you podcast can ever have. We'll never re-record anything. We'll never go again. We just go. speak from the heart and the heart speaks speak to us. Speak from the heart, straight from the flaps. Flap, flap, flap. Uh, but we've got a very special episode today. It's everybody. Everybody, absolutely everybody is on today. No, just kidding. Just one person's on today. Our fabulous friend, Giselle. She is an absolute, how would I describe you, Giselle? Giselle sitting in the background here. Um, a dynamic, dynamic force to, to be, be reckoned, reckoned with. with. A fabulous amazing escort with so many years experience so many stories and that is why she's on our podcast also a fantastic photographer for sex workers and people who are using their images for clientele selection great yes yeah great yeah we get a nod yeah fabulous but before we start i've got something to tell you bugsy you're gonna die okay so i was at the rose hotel oh it's an institution. Playing a bit of Saturday afternoon pool while the rain was coming down. And uh, my friend goes, you'll never guess what happened to me. She was like, me and my housemates, um, our kitchen's starting to be smelling a little bit funny. Like sometimes a really bit, a little bit pongy. Oh, like, take your bins out, number yeah, one. like a sour, stiff, pong, pong smell. Fridge, bins, fix the problem. They came no. home the other day. And one of their housemates had the oven open. No. She was on the glass door, squatting, doing her shit, and her boyfriend was underneath looking up at it. On the glass. Oh, yeah. it's the glass It's the glass table, table effect. Oh, because we've told that story of yeah. like on the anniversary, she shits on the glass mm-hmm. table and he lies underneath it. This is like makeshift. This is the inner west version. You didn't want to, they didn't want to go to Fantastic Furniture and get a glass table? No. No, no. Because they had a glass oven door. Well, we were discussing one thing. There's an element of danger in there because yeah. you're going to get caught maybe. But I know these fucking so people. So they turn the mm-hmm. oven on? No. No, no. Then not that. You want to roast asshole? I don't know if that's something about cooking it or something. Well, I don't know. There's probably gonna layers. Be, you're definitely going to be cooking shit no matter what because when you wipe it down, there's obviously going to be particles. But you know how people are really bad at wiping things down and it gets stuck in the crevices where the glass meets yeah, yeah. the stainless steel? In the steel? rubber bits on the side. Because I bet you someone's just wiping it like this. Oh, you'd and like to think it, that they get at least like the Dettol out if they're doing that. And I bet you so much of it gets stuck in the rim. And that's where the and cooking there's a double entendre on that. <laughs> yeah. oh, and there, that's and that's what's cooking shit, shit. They're cooking shit because they've badly cleaned up Not after only. doing a little sexual act. Wow! Yeah. Is it in the kitchen, a shared space, a clinical space, a but food it's in the preparation fucking place. onion, onion? It's in the fucking <laughs> oven where you're cooking your literal fucking food. Wow! Yeah, I, I also want to know the logistics of. You know, ovens are quite low. Mm. So mm-hmm. how is – he's lying on the ground. In a back bend maybe. Yeah. In a plank, reverse plank. Mm-hmm. And she's just – wow, that's – you know what? That's flexibility. There's some bikram or something happening there also, in order for them to do that. After time, you'd really wear that oven door down. It's a lot of weight. Resting I don't. I actually. I don't think it would hold the weight. That's what I'm. Th- I'm thinking it's more of a squat, like you do in a in a toilet in the middle of the outback. Really? I reckon it's. Don't put your bum on a thing, or don't put your weight on it, because it would just. Ovens can fall out of the wall, can't they? They can. I'm sure in those old houses. 
Maybe there was a bench either side of it and they had two feet on either one and then squatted in the middle. I just can't believe they did that in a share house. It's very karate kid. <laughs> it's very um, improvisation of how to do it. I just... Stop shitting in the oven. I Do you reckon that was that came to be because one day they were just rooting in the kitchen and then they're like, oh, and then, then it just organically happened? Nah. Because I don't, mm-hmm. or do you think it's planned? I think they've gone, what can I see through to see the shit? The He's oven. a coward. He won't get a shit straight to the face. He needs a bit of glass. Yeah, I think that's probably it. It's the it's a gateway step. Do you know what? I reckon even that these people listen to this pod. I reckon they probably there's a high, do. There's a high, what are we going to say to them? I Hello reckon, out um, there. I'm gonna. Go, you know what I'm gonna do when I go home? I'm gonna Google mm. glass tables, like glass coffee tables, mm-hmm. with enough headroom for someone to lie under. Actually, I've got under a hundred dollars, and I'm gonna give you, personally buy it for you. I've got. A, um, we're actually selling a glass coffee table downstairs. Oh my god! If if it's you, if it's you, reach me, out Ruby, and we'll work out a price. I mm-hmm. reckon just give it to them. They yeah, need some help. You can have it. You can have it. Honestly, just you just got to come and pick it up. But it's worth a fucking grand because my nana had it like in 2000 and it was like a fancy corporate culture one and then we've just had to take it on because she's got too much stuff. Right. And 20 years later it was expensive. Now a great item for poos. <laughs> for poos. <laughs> it's great. It's you the know, one downstairs with the globe on it. Oh, perfect. beautiful. Perfect. You could do a You can see the world while you're doing yeah. You know okay, what I, you know what that out. thing mm-hmm. if you can think it it exists sexually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There are other people doing other things in, with things that aren't ovens. Like there's – are there glass dishwashers? No. What else is glass? There's the People are doing everything then. But that's really – that's really – It's got to go horizontal, doesn't it? Yeah. Now I just, I'm thinking around household items that are glass and horizontal. Have you ever seen that meme of that dog who goes up against the wall and shits on the wall and it sticks to the wall? Yeah, people are definitely shitting you on windows. You do that. Yeah. Wow, that's blown my mind. Mm. Nothing like a fun fact at the Rose Hotel There's at 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Then shit. Vomit? No. Vomit's fine. Vomit's fine? It's, it's the thing that's come all the way through. It really is it's, a it's, bad smell, isn't it? <laughs> it's probably the worst, right? Shit is the worst. Yeah. I don't mean to kink shame on this program. We don't. But we just go, oven's questionable. No, we did you know provide what? a solution. We did, and you know, oven is f- do what you want in the um, safety of your own home. But if you're living in a share house where other people have to cook, yeah, this is like that's how you get Gardia. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's actually. like don't do that to other housemates. Gardia, Gardia. That's it. Sounds like a really nice like incense flavor, like Chanel perfume, like Dolce and Cabana. Gardia, Dolce and Cabana. <laughs> That's a that's a sexy disease. Really, Guardia. I'm pretty sure well, fucking pretty Mozart much, didn't think. Yeah, that. <laughs> I don't think you know you can go backpacking in India and you accidentally open your mouth under the Ganges. Yeah, maybe you not. Might. You might, but there are also dead people in there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know what my friend told me? There's heaps of dead birds in the harbour, Sydney Harbour, and I thought, of course there are. Where else are they going to die? Yeah, we're. City surrounded by a sea. Because I was like, I'm really tempted to jump in the harbour. And she was like, mm, lots of dead seagulls, lots of dead ibises. And you're like, you're right. You're right, Libby. And that's why mm-hmm. sharks are going in because they get food. Everyone's right. Everyone's right. Okay, guys, All right. speaking of being right, we've got our fabulous guests coming up with some absolutely juicy stories. But most of all, good times. Good times. You're listening to Sexamation. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, boy. He will fuck off. Off he will fuck. We suck again! You blew it! You gonna take that dick in your rage. All right, welcome back to the program. We are lucky to have a fantastic guest with us today, Giselle. A fantastic, amazing, exquisite escort and sex worker and also fabulous photographer who's been taking pics for sex workers to provide portfolios for them for future work, would you say? Welcome, Giselle. Welcome. How are you going? Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, pleasure. Thank you for coming on. I would just like to add that I also take photos of naked women and politicians, but not together. No, you're joking. Fabulous. (gasps) Yeah, I spent a lot of time in Westminster. Oh, Oh my my God. God. Like professional photos of these politicians that they use Yeah, mostly like lobbying events. I never did any like politician headshots, but I used to work in the NGO sector, so. Wild, but never with naked women. There's two separate things. Look, we've seen politicians and naked women together, but I've never shot them. 100%. (laughs) Well, one day, one day you never know. Wow, we love a versatile queen. I love a versatile (laughs) queen. So I guess first up we were wondering like how you got into – how you got into doing this? How you got into being an escort, sex worker? Well, tell us your story. Who were you before you were cool? <laughs> yeah, literally. Actually, don't tell us that much. Just how'd you get into it? <laughs> Have you ever been really fucking broke? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. that was the start of it. Yeah, I just how I had a housemate. I was working in telco every day, hating it, and I had a housemate who would come home with all this money all the time. And I was like, Where the fuck are you getting that, babe? What are you doing? She was like, come work at me at this place. And I was like, do you think I should come work at you? And she's like, no, don't, because you'll never leave. Oh. You'll never get out. <laughs> and she was right. Yeah, great. So you started off working at a place? I, yeah, I started in massage. Yeah, oh, ma- yeah cool. Yeah. And then it gradually went into doing your own. And I then guess, I started sugar babying. I guess you kind of, you kind of like, you go all around, you see what works for you. Like, I think it's good to start an establishment because you have the protection of, you know, the managers and, and the other girls there. They teach you a lot about, you know, they teach you the ropes. They teach you a lot of stuff about security and safety, mm-hmm. about good sexual health practices. Um, and you have, you know, the added safety of like having, you know, a really scary like 60-year-old woman to come and like bash the men if they are like playing up. So. Fuck yeah, I love that. Were you really nervous on your first day? Oh, I was shitting myself. And then I took a friend the next day and my first client looked like my dad and I was like, this is the most oh, fucked shit. really? And I had to just be like, I had to come out of the booking and be like, that was so great because I didn't want her to be like, Oh, like this is a really icky place. So I was like, that was fun. Yeah, it's like. Oh, are there any moments sometimes? I guess we'll go into stories in a minute, but are there any things like that where you're like, I just can't? Or do you just go, oh. Oh, yeah, like on a hygiene level, definitely. Like I've yeah. had to send some men, like a lot of men back into the shower. Like they don't know how to wash their dicks, they don't know how to wash their assholes. They think it's gay. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm not going to turn gay just because you touch your own butt. Like, no. Totally. Um, I was thinking, and was it a, like a clear trajectory for you or did you really have to like try lots of stuff to finding your groove? Yeah, like for how, how long were you at the massage place before then you got into doing sugar baby stuff? So I was there for like two years um, and then I had this sugar daddy rip. Um, he passed away a couple of years ago, sadly. Oh, my God, never. <laughs> but um, I feel like a lot of people who are listening to this who are sex workers have probably also seen him. Yeah. Um, notorious, notorious six-year-old man with a kind of floppy cock and a lot of money. Yeah, uh, great. A lot of cocaine. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And how often would you see him, for example? Um, I saw him maybe like once a week. 
until his health started to decline quite rapidly and he was, you know, he had to wear like an oxygen mask and I was like, this is getting a bit too confronting. There's always skin marks in the toilet and pills everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where exactly are you at now? And do you still find yourself, you know, experimenting or is it quite clear cut now? No, now I definitely know what is for me and what is not, what I like, what I don't, what my boundaries are. Um, It takes a long time, but I kind of left the industry and moved overseas um, with my partner and, you know, tried to do the monogamy thing. Not that you can't be monogamous as a sex worker, the two that are not mutually exclusive, but... um, I just wanted to leave the industry and kind of like get out. I had a lot of like a lot of internalized phobia at that point. Um, but then I went into agency work in London because I got dumped really quickly. Oh, no. Oh, no. By the guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And so, yeah, I started an agency run by these like crazy Russians and it was like really dodgy. In London. This is in London. Yes. Oh, my God. Not good. Not good. No? Yeah. No, weird. Um, and when you say agency, it's sort of like. Uh, an escort agency this was a massage agency but I got fired from all of them because they I don't know like I just had such a like different way of working to a lot of them I guess and I would often be like oh like can I have the other girls numbers I want to like meet up with them it was kind of I feel like they they were scared we're going to unionize and like oh right yeah 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 (laughs) and like come for them or something so they yeah I don't know I ended up leaving and then I was like working in the NGO sector for a couple of years um and then I went for a job at like a really prestigious um, gallery as a researcher and I didn't get it. And I was like, I'm sick of being broke. It's so hard to live in London. I was so broke all the time, even when I had a really good job. So I was like, you know what? I'm getting old. I'm going to go home, make some home money yep. before I get wrinkly. But now, like, I think that's also quite um, a, like a bit ignorant or like also a little bit homophobic because really like, you can fuck at any age. Yeah. Mm. Whatever you got, someone's buying it. Totally. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a great right. Point. So then, then you came back from London and started up again here. Yeah. Yeah, and then Giselle was born. So my, like, you know, companion, like, as they say, like, elite high, high class escort, but actually it's all the same shit. It's just marketing, really. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And how do you market? Like, how do you get clients? How do you advertise? How do you, yeah, how does that sort of breed? So, like, if it depends on what um, what kind of sex work you're doing. Like, if you work in a agency, obviously, like, they get all the clients for you. That's all online. I am independent, so I manage everything myself. I just advertise on a bunch of different platforms. It's a lot of, like, posting on social media. Like, do you find it's a lot of admin? It is a marketing job. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that people don't really understand, especially about OnlyFans, is, like, it is a full-time marketing job. That's mm. all you're doing is, like, you make the content – that takes up so much time, but actually a lot of the time is spent posting five times a day on different platforms, posting on Reddit, posting on Twitter. It's like quite demanding. But yeah, I had a friend that was like an old friend that was like, oh, you can make so much money doing nothing. I was like, bitch, oh, nah. that ain't it. Did you say old friend? She used to be a friend, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, slay. slay. <laughs> yeah, cut the dross. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, obviously you're doing that. And what does, what would an agency take a cut of? But like what percentage of that do they normally take? So we hate agencies. Okay. We hate pimps. We hate managers. They can all get fucked. But Including um, like um, uh, establishment Oh, yeah, they're managers. Awful. They're sometimes yeah. the worst. Like a lot of the agencies are like really into drugs and they will push you to sell the drugs to the clients. Oh, really? Um, yeah, they take like a 50% cut as well and they put you in dangerous positions. So don't recommend working for an agency. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, no go, no mm -hmm. go. That must be something really like that you obviously learnt doing in the ropes, like working for an establishment, then working at an agency. You've obviously like learnt the do's and don'ts and I guess like figured it out for yourself now, which would be really valuable. Yeah, it's a slow process. Like there's a lot of mistakes made and a lot of, you know. I guess I want to know everything. Like how long since that day you started at the establishment and then how long have you been doing it yourself and Giselle's been sort of born? So they would call me a veteran. Oh, <laughs> She basically means I'm an old hag. Um, Which I'm looking at you now going like, <laughs> you look like in your 20s. Someone <laughs> said I look 21 today. I was like, you actually yeah, do. You actually do. I'm actually in my 30s. Nah, you um, look 20s. No so I actually started 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then I was kind of, you know, you kind of dip in and out in the first couple of years a lot of the time. Like, you know, there's certain people who really like know that they want to be a sex worker and they will like put a lot of energy and time into that from very early on, but that was not me. I was not, I'm not, I never really considered myself like a particularly sexual person. Um, yeah, Giselle, I started in 2019 yeah, as, right. an, as an independent. Like I was independent a little bit in London, but mostly working for an agency. The market is very different there. Mm. In London, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And did the agency hate that you were working independently or you just didn't tell them? This one didn't really care, but most of them have like exclusivity things yeah. and they also want your passport, which is why. No. I, yeah, that's why I never worked. Like I got blacklisted. I went back to London a couple of years ago and, and I tried to go in with the agencies because I just couldn't be bothered doing independent. I just wanted some, you know, a good client network. That Especially because you were saying it's so much admin and everything. I guess yeah. once you take away that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so I was like emailing all of that, <laughs> all of the um, agencies. And I think they're all like in communication. There are a lot of them are run by the same people and they all just kind of blocked me no. because I was like, I'm not showing you my passport. And I was like, I can show it to you in person. Like, I'm happy to show you that I'm a legitimate citizen of the world, whatever. Like, um, but I'm not sending you a fucking photo of that. Are you mental? Like, no, and it's also there is that like discretion thing is quite an important part of sex work, isn't it? Yeah, and also like we're in the, we're in an age of like data breaches happening constantly. Like you know, in it's been five years almost to the day that Foster Sesta was um, started in America, which was a law that basically made all advertising directories responsible for the content that they put up and so if there was any like trafficking which often you know the anti-trafficking movement is often just a guise that is like anti-sex that is you know at the core of it based in like religious fundamentalism right and so that happened five years ago and one of the things that happened during that time was um all of the you know back page and eros they all went down the fbi seized them and a lot of the owners cooperated with the feds and they gave all the passport information of all of the workers to the FBI. So a lot of girls got done coming into the country. They have 10-year bans now. Oh, yeah, So, right. yeah, you should just never trust anyone with your passport, obviously. Absolutely not. Yeah, but yeah, especially yeah. if you're a sex worker. Yeah. Yeah, wild. I think is a blanket rule. Don't, Don't give your passport yeah, to anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how did you go through COVID? Did you – was it really busy? How, I, wanted, I would love to know how sex workers – kept working through I guess it was all online or, uh, or did yeah. you yeah everyone pivoted to online I think that's yeah. a good thing about being in an in industry that is you know constantly um being challenged by institutions is we've had we had to learn to adapt really quickly and so yeah everyone just pivoted to online work so a lot of people were able to kind of sustain themselves obviously you know I a lot of us could get the government benefits yeah i was really lucky that i could um a lot of migrant workers couldn't which is really sad a lot of migrant workers can't do only fans because they don't want to be out of their families etc um but yeah it was really dead and 
scary, scary time for the industry. Yeah, yeah, mm. far out. And did, did, do you find like online platforms can sustain enough income? Like I don't uh, yeah, because uh, some people make billions off OnlyFans. Yeah. Mm. You really have to be slogging it yeah. to make that amount of money. Yeah, like I think like if you're in the top five and you're working like a 14-hour day, you'll make like $1,000 a day. And, you know, that's, right. that's good but – That's a hard day though. That's a long day. Consistently you might. That's like, a, you know, a couple of hours of bookings as an escort. So it's like, oh, am I really like – I'm going to spend my time like that. I don't think so. Yeah. It was a good passive income for me at least. Like yeah. I um, I used to be face in, which means that my face was blurred and all my ads. And so for a while I had OnlyFans. Like, Come see my face. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's enticing. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to tell the people out there that thank you for supporting me. And if you don't, suck my dick. And I know you think because I'm a woman I don't have a dick. But I have a pink dildo in my dresser. <laughs> Mm. Boy, we had a time last night. Boy, we had a time last night. Should we get into some stories? Yeah, let's get into some mm-hmm. stories. Hey, you've bought some stories for us. Thank you so much. I'm going to scroll out. Yeah, great. Mm. When you go on dates with sugar daddies or whatever, is a lot of it like do you get wined and dined a lot as well? Oh. Is it kind of like or are you sort of against that a bit? Like is it? It's just like men who are on sugar daddy websites are just losers with fake bank accounts who want free sex. Yeah, right. Like they want to see an escort, but they can't afford it. So they go – so like the the whole point – the whole appeal, I think, of a sugar baby is cosplaying – um, incompetence and like vulnerability it's like you're you, you're very inexperienced that's what they want they want someone inexperienced that they can kind of like take advantage of it's like yeah. the same it's kind of the same as like an old man that wants a really young girl it's mm. for the same reasons it's so that they're like manual malleable they don't really know the boundaries that they should have yet so they can be taken advantage of a lot easier yeah right there used to be some good ones around like um yeah i had a good sugar daddy i didn't meet him through seeking arrangements though yeah right but all of the dates that I've been on through seeking arrangements have been d- diabolical. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? So yeah. you, you get wined and dined a bit, but then they're trying to, like, exploit you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but they're like, oh, like, do you want to come to this fancy restaurant? And then they order nuts or something like shit off the entrees. <gasps> and I'm like, oh. And they're like, oh, can you – two cocktails only. Are you kidding? <laughs> Not even. I wish I was kidding. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so bad. I would be like, this sucks. Yeah, I'd be never, like, nah, never. Nah, nah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I guess I guess my question is, and um, uh, I hope this is okay. Is like, is, is it just now, like, sort of a purely sexual thing? Sometimes when you meet up with people, oh, well, I have dinner dates. Like, I yeah. think the the biggest misconception about sex work is that it is just all about yeah. sex because it is so much about intimacy. Like, I have massage clients, I have clients that just want to cuddle, and like clients that like would rather spend. You know, ninety percent of the booking is just like slapping your gums and like then Chatting they come in five minutes and it's like you know that is it's not just not so much about leave. the climactic period yeah mm-hmm. like it's like um a lot more about creating that connection with someone yeah cool that's kind of that's good that's nice that's nice yeah yeah human experience i know it? we're all just human at the end of the day that just want to have some intimacy with people yeah. yeah it's super important super important it is essential mm-hmm. I think. Essential. Yeah. Inter- I went fucking loopy in COVID just because I didn't see anyone. Yeah. And I thought that, that really pushed me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I can't imagine someone who's lonely all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's and get started. <laughs> <laughs> what has been your most wild story? I have a few. I had a um, – this was like very early on in my career. Um, the – I'm 
hard to say the country that he's from. It's yeah, like the yeah, head yeah. of security. And he's like this old man, like, and he, um, he was like obsessed with my friend. Like, was just like, he brought all these bags of coke in for a start. Okay, first of all, Merritt and Penthouse. So like that, that says it all, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And then he had all these bags and I was like, God, this guy's going to have a fucking heart attack. He's so old, like. Yeah. And just so much cocaine. So much cocaine. And then um, he had this friend who like really hated me and my friend because he, he just thought we were really trashy and because we were like going wild, like we were like naked and like dancing around and the old guy was like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And his friend was like, you're disgusting. And he's like, do you have a friend that you can bring here? And, you know, we were like, yeah, sure. And so he went upstairs and we dressed up a lamp as a girl, like put lipstick on it and like put shoes on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he came downstairs and we thought it was the funniest thing we've ever seen. And we were like howling and he got really annoyed. Anyway, we, he, we brought our friend eventually and um, they were upstairs fucking. And then like the old guy just disappears and we're like, this very big apartment like where the fuck is he gone and so <laughs> I'm sitting on the floor naked with my friend like racking up a line and then the door opens and the security come in and they're like hey like is there anyone else in here and I was like put the plate under the table and I was like um yeah our friend is up there with his friend and he was like oh because we just found him wandering downstairs and he said that there was people in his apartment and I was like yeah we're the people he invited us <laughs> yeah and then he kind of like had this moment where he just it was like his brain had reset and he forgot what he did and he just looked at the security guys goes oh do you guys want to stay come have a line oh, oh my god so he's just he's, he had like a dementia, al- dementia snap <laughs> oh. oh my god wild that's amazing <laughs> that's so funny and, and then, then he, oh god. and then he's like trying to give my friend all of his belongings he was so obsessed with her he was like take take this speaker i don't even need it it was like a $500 bow speaker or something. He's like, take it. I don't want it. Take it home. You need it. And he's like, take take this, take that. Like, I don't want, I don't want your shit, dude. I don't want you fucking die. Like, what am I going to do with that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And did you, did you stay the night? Did you stay the night at that? No, 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 no. No. Can you imagine <laughs> trying to come down off a Coke bender? He's like some with random, random old man. With no. dementia. With, yeah. <laughs> God. I think like my actual worst stories are from my dating life though. Bring them on. Bring them on. Bring them um, on. Well, I guess this one was like, this is kind of work as well. It's like I went on a date with this guy during COVID who, you know. Um, ah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, I went on, a da- went on a walk with this guy and then I just got like a fuckboy vibe from him. So I was like, I don't really want to like, I don't really want to fuck with that. I'm not in the right place. But I heard that he had a massive cock. So I was like, maybe you can do some OnlyFans stuff. So I invited him to this beautiful hotel. Like it was so stunning. It was so luxurious. He rocks up in smelly pants. Oh, oh. not smelly pants. What is with it, all these guys? What's your dick? You're going to a nice smelly hotel. Pants, right? And then um, we filmed a bit and then he, he like gets this book and I'm like, what's that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's my poetry book. Oh, and he reads your poetry. No. Oh, oh my God. God. The poetry book to write poetry after we filmed OnlyFans content. Like, <laughs> so romantic. What's the wow. poetry about the OnlyFans content? It was about he random didn't, he stuff. He didn't actually write anything. So I had a friend who fucked him and she was like, yeah, he got this book out after we fucked. Came back from, like, I went to pee after we had sex. And then I got in there and he was writing poetry. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. And then I didn't think that he would bring it to an OnlyFans thing. Like, Oh, oh my, my god. god! I, I love wonder that. what the poems would be. I reckon it's something to do. I reckon he's 
he feels a lot or something. You know how some people cry when they come or some people yeah. do weird things? It's probably like he just has this expression of emotion he needs to get out onto he's just, paper. He's just taking notes and he's taking notes. <laughs> yeah, like he's going, how to improve for next time. He's he's just... He's taking notes. And just a diagram of what yeah. the clip is. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's yeah. taking notes just to like keep score. Yeah. You know like how people go on like personal development days? He's reflecting inward on... Oh, smelly tracksuits. Yeah, smelly with pants. That. When sometimes if you're filming content or stuff for OnlyFans, do you often go to like fancy hotels or whatever? Or oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, great. The, That's the, awesome. Like the set needs to be nice. You can't be filming with like your fucking laundry on the floor, it's like, like a mattress on the ground yeah. at some <laughs> smelly dude's ho- like bedroom. Fuck me. Mm. Yeah, great. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. Every time you do watch good content, you're like, that's a nice room. Yeah, I yeah, love hotels. True. Me mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it makes a big difference. It's got a nice mood lighting, good clean sheets. sheets. Yeah. yeah, a nice everything. A mirror. Sometimes a mirror on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mirrors everywhere. It's part of the fantasy as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hotel, yeah, hotel rooms are associated with like naughty things, I think. Yeah. Secrets. Yeah, secrets. What happens here? You could be racking lines and security could come in. <laughs> <laughs> with some old man that forgot you were in there. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll tell you one more. So I I took a big break from dating, basically like went on that date in um, 2020. That was like mid- middle lockdown. It's so like a walking date and went on another one before and it was just a fucking disaster and like, you know, I was not in a good place because of COVID and like I had just broken up with my like best friend of 10 years and so I was like, I'm going to take a break and focus on me. Best yeah. thing I ever did. But anyway, I decided to get back in the game like six months ago and I matched with this guy on Field. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Field. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. used Field before. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. this guy was like not attractive. Like I wasn't – he was like, you know, I don't know, just looked like some like kind of boring like banker guy like, in his 40s. But he said he had a nine-inch cock and I was kind of curious, so I swiped right. And then um, I was messaging him while I was at my friend's 30th like down the coast somewhere and he was like, oh, let me know when it's the coast is clear to send a little peek. <laughs> and I was like, I just didn't reply because I was busy. Well, he sent it anyway. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. I love that. Sense. At least a little bit of like an unsolicited dick pic with a little bit of check, but no, <laughs> yeah. no, but no confirmation. He tried I've waited so long hard. Enough. Yeah. I've waited long enough. Hey, at least I sent you that message. Yeah. <laughs> there was a warning. And the cock was beautiful. Great. It was a beautiful photo. I showed my friends and they were like, oh, my God, good heavens. Like, you have to I, see you ha- it. I, yeah, right? I was like, I have to fuck this guy. I have to see it. I have to have a story to bring back to the girls. Yeah. And <laughs> so I literally drove from fucking, Canada, like, I don't know, South Coast, wherever we were, drove home and was like, if I don't fuck him now, I'm just, it's going to never. it'll never happen. So I went to his house and he lived um, across from a park in this like nice, like kind of new-ish, like one of those, I don't know semi-apartments or semi-terrace things but I get there and it's dark and so I'm like you know this dark spooky park behind me and then I park and I'm like where is the house and I get to the house and the lights are off and I was like what's going on here and I was like hello like am I in the right place and when I actually when I was on the way there he was like what do you want me to wear and I was like I don't I don't know. Whatever you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> a clown suit? Fuck, I don't know. I don't yeah. care. Just as long as your dick's out. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I get up to the steps and he's like, hey, and he like opens the door and like the man was wearing a T-shirt, a cap at night and a towel okay. around his waist. Oh, he seems nervous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, you'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. 
Mm. <laughs> at least you maybe had a shower before putting the towel on. At least you know it was clean. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Big point for that. Yeah. But anyway, he was like, oh, do you want to like come upstairs? I was like, yeah, sweet. I guess we're going straight upstairs because the fucking lights are off down here and there's like, it's creepy. Yeah. And so we get upstairs and we're talking for a bit and I'm like, you, you know, there's not really much vibe here. Like, you know, when we have nothing in common, like maybe we just have nice sex. It'll be fine. But then he like, um, I gave him an edible. I gave him like half an edible. And he ate it and then, like, literally, like, five minutes later, like, we kind of started to have sex. So the edible hadn't even hit him yet yes, at this point. Yeah. yeah. But he – yeah, he goes – I think – I can't remember exactly what happened, but, like, he goes in for it and I was like, no, dude. Like, there needs to be some foreplay. What the fuck? Yeah, I just, yeah. like, put my foot – he, like, yeah. came towards me and I was sitting in front of him and I put my foot up and I was like, no. Yeah. And I was like, do you like feet? And he was – obviously just did not like feet and was like, yeah, I love feet. And he was like, it was like he had Lego hands and he was just like prodding my, I was like, just say you don't like feet. It's fine. Mm. And then, so we, he goes to put it in without a condom. And I was like, oh Oh, no, no. you're 45 or some shit. Like, do I really need to tell you this? Yeah. And then, okay, this is where it gets a bit skewish. So he goes to get the condom and I look over and like when I when I was driving there, I was like, this man's packing. I gotta bring my biggest condoms. Yeah. I got my supermax that I've never used ever. Yeah. I got large and I got supermax in my bag. I'm prepared. Yeah. And he reaches over and grabs a regular condom. And I'm like, look, no shade. And at, at this all. point have you at already seen his dick as well? Yeah, so you're like So the dick was growing and I was like, it looks nice, you know, like it's it's big, but like I think it'll probably grow to nine inches. And, yeah, and then he grabs a regular condom and I'm like, oh, you're really fucking with the wrong person. Like, I know what kinds of condoms go and what kinds of dicks. Yeah. Like, that ain't it. And so he puts it on and then he does the, oh, it's getting soft. I don't like condoms. I was like, fuck, dude, all right. He's like, can you blow it? <laughs> can you suck my dick? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. And so I this all this has all happened in the space of, like, Three and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And then so I get on my knees and I'm like giving him a blowjob and I'm like, this is, dick is definitely not getting any bigger than this. It's rock hard. Like, and I literally suck his dick for like two and a half minutes and then he's like, I'm going to come. And I was oh. just like, I just tilted my head to the side and he just came on my shoulder. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go home now. Oh, what no a- attempt to make me calm. Um. No foreplay. Not nothing. What a dad rude. And then I leave and I go home and <laughs> the next day he messages me and he's like, hey, I'm at home today. Do you want to come round for round two, three, and four? And I was like, are you going to find inch two, three, and four, buddy? Like, Did you say that? Yeah. Yes. And he was like, it was because you gave me an edible. And I was like, dude, no, it wasn't. Like, Oh, blame the edible for your, your dick just magically shrunk over time. Oh my god! But did the photo? He must have taken a really good. I think it was fake. Flattering dick pic. Oh, the I fake. think it was fake because like the legs were like so toned. His legs were like a bodybuilder's legs, and he oh. and he was in this. He was in like a very like um, dexterous position. Like he was, you know, he had his hips up and stuff. And I was yeah. like, oh. it was believable looking at his photos, but then. Yeah, you know, I just don't like being deceived. No shame. I just put a disclaimer. Like, no shame about, like, any size cocks. Like, I love all sizes. Don't fucking lie about it. No. As if I'm not going to see it and be like, that's not nine inches. Like, And also just the audacity of, like, not wearing a, not wearing a condom and then having a big sing and dance about it. And being that boring. Like, imagine being that boring oh. and then pulling this shit. Like, not even touching you, though. No. And I guess that was probably, like, because you were getting back into dating and then, then you are probably just like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> this yeah. is not a great start. I'm bleeding out. It's goodbye. Yeah. He just sounded heaps inexperienced yeah. with life as well. 
oh, like oh, yeah. so inexperienced, like had a girlfriend for 13 years until she finally came out of the closet, you know what I mean? <laughs> or just realised she could do better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Um, how, do you fi- how do you find dating? Um, now. Yeah. In Sydney, difficult. Oh, Sydney I think sucks. Sydney has like a very specific breed of fuckboy. Yeah. A misogynist that I haven't really encountered anywhere else. Really? Mm. Did you grow up in Sydney? I did, yeah. yeah. And But when I was dating in London, I was very open about my job, even when I wasn't working. And, and like, you know, it was, like, dating really cool, interesting people who had cool jobs and who, like, you know, quite, like, progressive and intelligent. Yeah. And they, yeah, I don't know. In Sydney, it's just I haven't really encountered any of those people. And when I do, they're kind of, like, they have these weird attitudes about sex and about sex work. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just dating, <laughs> dating the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's hard anywhere. It's no, so hard. it's actually harder in Sydney. It so just yeah, it adds another layer of complexity, and yeah. um, like you really have to be a really good communicator, I think, to date a sex worker. It's not for everyone. I understand that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, Sydney is full of a lot of. The more you think about, it, the more you go like, oh yeah, Sydney is full of a lot of misogynistic. Yeah, and, and it's ingrained. Yeah. It's it's um like it wears a different mask. I feel like men in Sydney have like learnt this language of feminism and of progression and they like know exactly what to say to make you think that they're not, you know, just the standard stereotypical like, you know, nineties version of like a player or whatever, you know, mm. the fuckboy, like they've Oh yeah, the fuckboy that like, no, no, I still like I've got really good sexual I'm aftercare fuckboy. and I'm really intimate and I want to I intimacy. wear nail polish. I go to <laughs> therapy, I'm dealing with my trauma. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're causing me trauma. You're not yeah. dealing with yours, you're pushing it onto me. Yeah. I cheated on my girlfriend when I was fifteen, so I haven't gotten over it. <laughs> well, no, she cheated on me when I was fifteen, oh, so yes. therefore I'm now playing that on every other relationship. <laughs> but I wear I a cowboy have. hat and wear, you know, nail polish. So you and know I've got a tattoo that's of something really obscure, like a Simpsons character on my arm. Or something mm. like that. You Lisa know? playing the saxophone. Oh. But I'm still not over freaking Charlotte. But my God, me when I was 15. But don't you <laughs> dare talk to another guy at the bar. I'm going to punch his lights up. Don't there. get up on the stage and like dance with your friends and have a vodka Red Bull. Because that's slutty. Yeah, you fuck off. Slut head. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Did we uh, do okay interviewing you? Oh, we were stunning. nervous. Oh, <laughs> we were. I was nervous too. Oh, great. Everyone's nervous. Do you have any other stories that are a bit wild like that? Um, let me have a look at my we list. We say talking forever. Yeah, I had a client I... ask me to um, milk him. <gasps> no. Drink my milk, Ocean. Please, please, please drink my milk. What's, really? What's what's milk? What's milking? Come. Oh, he wants you. Yeah, he right. just wanted. It was a massage booking though, and, I and he like, said, "Milk me instead milk of me." But he just, was yeah, swallowing my cum. Said, "Milk me." He was on the way up, and that was his response. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Can I ask? Can I ask a question? You can say no. Yeah. Um, do you, if you're in a booking, do you, if you give oral, you still use a condom? No, no, no. no so I mean, like I don't, um, but a lot of workers do. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just personal preference. Yeah, yeah. you're like, I guess you risk- learn over the the course of. Doing yeah. it, what you can do and what you can't do, and yeah, comfortable it's, with. It's I mean, like different in the like there's different state legislation about like doing bareback services, but you know I think it doesn't really matter what that is anyway. You're going to make a decision that is gauged on like your risk, the risk that you want to take on. Yeah, great. Um, okay, so I had a couple of clients from like a very um, extreme religious sect in London, and they were all very interesting, but. Two of them actually asked me if I had AIDS straight <gasps> off the bat. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's like, um, they've okay. been behind closed doors for too long. And yeah, it's illegal to not tell someone yet, but everyone should be. Well, they're just yeah. so, yeah. they have so much shame around sex. It's like they are like completely isolated in their community and they don't really look at the internet. They don't really, you know, read texts that are outside of like the, um, the religious texts for their community. Mm. Um, yeah, one, I was in this like beautiful apartment in Holborn, like this penthouse, like really, really beautiful, wow. stunning Airbnb. And I think the people who live next door were like rappers or musicians or something because they're always making like this amazing rap. These like really hot Japanese couple. I kept seeing them come in and out. Anyway, occasionally it's not like we were a bit like, I want to join them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I'm going there after work. Yeah. Um, but it kind of smelled like weed sometimes from their door. And like obviously like this guy's come, probably never like, you know, he would associate any kind of drug with like – Hell, you know, intravenous drunk users and yeah. like depravity. Yeah, um, gateway to hell. Yeah. So when I answered the door, he was like, oh, "There are cl- the cameras in here," and I was like, "Hey, like, no, it's okay. Like, this is like, this is an Airbnb. Like, we're in Holborn. You're safe. Don't worry." Um, and he was like, "Can I? Can, uh, can, can I ask you something?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, of course." What's up? He's like, "Do you have HIV?" Um, I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, I don't." <laughs> I don't think that's a pro- appropriate question anyway, but I'm just going to – here's some towels. Go and have a shower and I'll see you out here. And he goes away and, like, the shower's running. Like, I can see the steam coming out of the bathroom and then he comes out fully clothed. Oh. And he's like, I'm going to go. Sorry, I have to leave right now. I've got a meeting. <laughs> oh, couldn't do it. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then so I had another guy from the same community, like, two weeks later. And I was like, oh, what's this guy going to be like? And he was in the Shard, which is like the most expensive hotel in London. It's like wow. probably like $800 a night. And I was like, oh, are you staying here? And he's like, no, I live in North London. I just came here for a meeting. So he just hired this like $1,000 room for a meeting. I was like, oh, my God, this guy is so loaded. Mm. Um, and he was like quite like touchy as I came in. Like normally, you know, the, the etiquette, the proper etiquette thing to do is like you don't touch someone until the money has been exchanged until you've had a like, conversation about like boundaries or whatever uh, but he was like really creepy and like grabby anyway and so I was like giving him this massage and there's mirrors all around the room and so I'm like he's he's like staring at me like so intensely the oh. whole like every se- second we're sitting there like having a conversation before and he's just like beaming into my soul with his eyes I was like god fuck and then yeah we give the massage I was like thank god he's gonna be on his stomach he can't look at me yeah and then like clock that he's looking at me in another mirror in the room just like craning his neck to look up and then he was like do you do extras it's like a pretty common question when you do massage like do you have is there anything else on offer and I was pretty aware that he probably wouldn't like the fact that I did extras so I was like oh like sometimes like with the right clients like when I have a good connection he straight up turned around and said do you have AIDS oh Wow. And I was like, no, I don't. Like, of course not. I used protection. I gave him, like, the sexual health talk, blah, blah, blah. And then he um, he just got really weird and, like, um, I can't remember if he came or, like, what happened at the end of the massage. But he was like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'm going to have a shower. So, like, I went and had a sh- – had, he had a shower, a really quick shower. I went and had a shower. And as I was leaving, I was like, nice to meet you. Like, thank you so much. And I went to kiss him on the cheek and he swerved me and gave me a handshake. <laughs> Oh. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting, like, good good story for the memoir or something. But, you know, I, yeah, I haven't really had many, like, bad experiences. I also think, like, a lot of people um, 
a lot of people will be like, oh, like, what's your, like, what's the weird, like, what's the worst thing that's ever happened yeah. to work? And you're like, do you want to hear me? Do you want to hear my sexual assault stories? Like, are you all right? Yeah. That's not normal. Uh, yeah, yeah. You guys did really well. You didn't ask oh, me. Oh, thank you. Invasive yeah. question. No one asked you to shit on a <laughs> oven. <laughs> no, no, I, no, definitely not. That's a hard limit. No scat. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the scat guys are really particular. Yeah. What do you mean? So, like, scat guys, like, you have to eat a particular diet. You have to shit oh. at a certain time of the day. It has to be a particular texture, consistency, oh, smell. They're real, they're, they're, oh, they're really, really like, particular. Yeah, fed, like, even the piss guys, like, has to be – you have to drink – like, it's quite dangerous to do um, a golden shower if you haven't, like, prepped properly because you can – I don't really know all the bacteria and stuff ammonia like that, or something in there. I'm just making that up, but I think there's something in it. Yeah, you're meant to drink two litres of water, like not do the morning piss because it's like all the toxins and stuff are like draining out. And so you do the morning piss, drink two litres of water and you only do the middle of the stream. Oh. See, I wouldn't have had no idea. I would idea. have no idea. No idea. If I was experimenting, I would have maybe done the morning Also, water. I would be terrible at scat. In There's Why? one day I'm pissing out my ass, the next day I'm shitting out a brick. Oh, me too. I, I, I haven't I been regular since 2013. Oh, I haven't been regular since two thousand and five. Oh you got to call God. on the you got to call the shit guy on the brick day. You be like, oh, I feel a brick bro, and you coming over yeah, now? Yeah. Oh, so they want the. Mm, I of see. They, do. they want I the brick. I see. They'd rather not after Fucking drugs spit bum. I can't. I'm just the most inconsistent person with my fluids. Period. Never know. Maybe it'll come <laughs> in three weeks. It'll come tomorrow. It'll stay for two days. Come back for four. Yeah, right. Piss. It's like an unwanted friend. Yeah. Piss. <laughs> shit. Definitely not. On tour, I can literally spray. <laughs> <laughs> spitty bum, spitty bum, spitty, spitty bum. bum that's what I think. I think I hear your voice going spitty bum. Spitty bum, spitty bum. Oh, wow. Have you found you've had wilder stories in relationships or in? Oh, yeah, work? definitely. Like I've, yeah, I've had wilder sexual experiences as an 18-year-old going to Berlin. And like, yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm <laughs> and the Kit Kat Club until five in the morning, the day that I was meant to fly home out of Europe. Without a flight as well, just like a dumb fuck, twenty-one year old. Like I think I was nineteen actually. It'd be a bit embarrassing if I did that. Like I love Berlin, but I fucking yeah, love just Berlin. went to, went to Kit Kat Club and was like, I don't have a flight home tomorrow. My friend's leaving, but I don't know what I'm going to do. I have four hundred dollars. Great. How did you get home? I called mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah totally. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I can totally understand that. You'd have more wild stories. You have to have your wits life. about you. Yeah. You have to be present and aware and, like, hypervigilant at work. Totally. You told that story of, um, like, doing the coke with the dude and the, he forgot who he was <laughs> or you and your friend were. Do you – so, obviously, and, like, when you were working with an agency who, like, you said that they push drugs and stuff a bit, have, it must be that line of, like, I want to have a good time but I also want to stay – have my wits about – I want to, like, be in control a little bit. Like, do you find that line – You've really got to draw it. I think it comes with time. I think like there's a quite a big appeal if you want, you know, if you're like a broke 21-year-old and you want to party on the weekend and someone offers you a line, especially if you work nights, it's like how the fuck am I going to get through this night until 5 a.m.? Totally. Someone offers you a line and you're like, fuck, yeah. And it's also like if a client wants to come in and do coke, you can just keep them in there yeah. for like days. And book, actually, and book them by the hour, you mean? Or? I actually have a really, really fucked story about a client who wanted to come in and do coke. Do we, do we have time? Yeah yeah. Go, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this actually happened in 2019 when I came back from Europe and I was like, oh, i got to make some money. I'm really fucking broke. Like, so I went into this massage parlor and, like, it was, like, 11 a.m. And the receptionist, like, buzzes the room. She's like, man, like, Giselle, go to room five and intro. And I was like, all right, 
so there's another girl in there already with this client and I walk in and he's like just he's like like he looks like a hemorrhoid like he's like the most roided looks up. like a hemorrhoid <laughs> like he was like wet he was like sweaty oh. like profusely sweating and he was just like so like tense and roided and I was like god like you know, you make like a split second decision in the mm. moment to be like, I'm going to be kind of cold to him so he doesn't book me. And so I went to give him a little kiss on the chair. So I felt a Coke drip from his nose land on my leg. Oh. And I was like, nah, i got to, I got to get out of here. And then I went back to my room and I was like, I think I was sufficiently cunty that he won't book me. And what do you know? He books me for two hours and he's like, oh, love, can you cut up a line? Pass me this plate and... I was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, if, you know, you can do like like a fake line. Yeah. Where you like do a really tiny one for yourself and then like blow it off the plate or whatever if you don't want to. But I was like, I'll do a little line. And then I did like a bigger line for him and then I put the pile there and he comes over and he just does the whole pile. Thought it was a line. <gasps> oh. I would have been worried he was going to have a heart attack or something. I was scared that yeah, yeah he was he was on so much coke and he his dick couldn't get hard and the room is mirrors there's mirrors everywhere mm. and so he's like babe shh babe turn the music down babe babe shh shh and he like goes to the door and he's like put his hand up on the door and he's like listening and I'm like what are you doing he's like shh is there anyone out there. Oh, he's just having a paranoid episode yeah, for two whole hours. I actually just sat on the massage bed on my phone for most of it because he was like, "Oi, oh, can you can you go out there and check it?" He got the he got a little like oil heater and he put it. He barricaded the door and like put all of the towels in the room like up against the door. And then that would have fixed it. That would have stopped everyone. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like two hours later, I'm trying to get him out of the room and I'm like. He's so fucking slow putting his shoes on to 45 minutes. Oh. And I finally, I was like, I went into the hallway and I was like, babe, there's no one there. you got to make a break for it. They've just left. Oh. <laughs> I was like, run, quick. Now's your chance. Oh, my God. Did he go? And he runs downstairs and there's like, you know, in like brothels and massage parlors, there's like these little cubicles with like a curtain so the clients can wait there and they don't have to look at, e- look at each other and be like, oh, that we're all here for the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Pathetic. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Like really? They don't, I didn't they don't know have that. to have. Yeah. They, they, they freak out if they see another man because it's confronting. Mm. Oh, right. Um, and so, yeah, I think I finished the booking with him at like two and my shift finished at seven. And so I went down and I was like, she's black. And I was like, what happened with that guy? And she's like, he's still in there. And I look at the curtains and he's sitting there holding the curtains shut on either side so that no one can like walk past and peep in. And he's been in there for five hours already. He got into the he got into the place maybe like four hours before I started my shift. So he'd been in there from like eight a.m. until seven p.m. holding the door closed so no one would see him. And then I I left and I came back the next week and I was like, "What happened with him?" She's like, "We had to kick him out at midnight. He wouldn't fuck off." Oh my, oh my god. god! Oh, he's just drug fuck, just fuck hard. Yeah, paranoid as shit. And the coke was awful. Like he I he gave me like a bag. He just gave me whatever he had left at the end. And it was so bad. I didn't even do it. Like you got to have some pretty bad drugs to. To, to get that yeah. to get it thrown away when you leave, like yeah, yeah. Did, uh, yeah, and he couldn't even get his dick up, so you didn't even need to really do anything. He thought he was <laughs> fucking me. He put his dick on my butt, like on, like you know, I was like leant over the um, massage table, and he came up behind me and like put his like shriveled little like <laughs> duck penis, you know, like they have weird weird shriveled dicks. Anyway, he put his little mm. corkscrew dick on my butt crack and and was like thinking he was fucking me but he was actually just looking at the door the whole time paranoid oh, oh. <laughs> oh so wait he he was thinking he was fucking you but you were like you're definitely not fucking there's not yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. going on there wow i was like oh that's wow, kind of yeah. babe 
Oh, your cock is so big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's brilliant. That's mm-hmm. brilliant. God, people are, you know. I mean, that's drugs oh, well, for you. Though. Spend your money on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did I nearly not tell that story? I wasn't even on the list. Just definitely that's the best one. So funny. Just the paranoid dude. So then the the um, woman at the thing just had to kick him out. Yeah, and it's always some like grey-haired, like six, like lovely six-year. Well, not lovely all the time. A lot of them are cunty, but like these these ones were like pretty nice. Just like I'm imagining this, like, like Jackie Weaver from Animal Kingdom, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But nice. I wish. No, yeah, no, they're not that cool. Oh right, yeah, right. No, not that cool. No, they're kind of like like a bit dowdy and like like your grandma. Yeah, right. They want to have the grandma appeal, but they like yeah. Are they are they they're pretty normally they're pretty good at looking after you. They no, they don't give a shit about you. Oh, really? That's they don't give a fuck. There's they like a couple of them that are nice. Like if you if you're lucky enough to find a nice receptionist, it really makes your experience a lot better. But um, yeah, no, most of them are fucked. I had one that was training a new receptionist, and she brought everyone out, lined us up in order of size, and was like, "You don't want anyone else fatter than her on your shift." And I was like, "What? The oh fuck? wow! Like That's disgusting? Rude. Yeah, awful." Really what do you reckon it is about wanting the older madam? Do, do guys want that in some way? Like they want the older madam that took, looks after the girls and then. I think yeah. if they have a young receptionist, the guys slurp with her too much and they're like, oh, when are you on shift? Yeah, yeah. right, it right, It just right, gets right. a bit like unprofessional or like um, often the older ones will have like a client network so they bring their own clients to the establishment. Oh. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. I've got a good set of girls on. You'd love them. Come on over. Oh no, good clients. Oh, and they're like, oh, I know, because they're probably like ex-workers, and they're like, you know, they know These all the are... old rich men. Yeah, yeah. Like, Come and see my girls. Yeah, oh. there's a lot of men with a lot of money. That this is their hobby. Some intimacy. Yeah, give it to me, please. This is their fishing. Do you find like late at night, like on a Saturday night in the early hours of the morning, do you get a lot of like just coked up dudes on bucks parties? At, oh. oh, just the worst. Even just like skaters like bumbling around Crown Street and they just end up in there. And then they're the worst. They're so rude. They don't understand consent. They just treat you like a blow up doll. Awful. If anything, they're like nice sugar daddies who wanted just some intimacy and stuff. They're probably a bit better, no? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't work nights anymore. It's too chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Even like strip joints and stuff, you you see those like dudes that are just like they never wanted to. They, their plan was never to end up there, but they get so fuck eyed. They're yeah. now like going to a strip joint. You're like, okay, all right. Smelly, smelly. I love smelly pants. That's that's my favorite. Smelly pants guy. Smelly pants. Poultry. I mean, you could fucking predict that. Some fuck boys are so predictable. I know. Or they like yeah, just just too emotional. Too emotional. To wash my pants. I can't wash my pants. No, because mummy used to wash <laughs> my pants. And mum, yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you so much. Thank for you so on. much. I learned so much. That was such a good interview. Me thank too. You. I need to listen to, to it back to fully take it in. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm glad absorb. I edited it. Yeah. yeah. I usually listen to the episode before. Yeah. No, thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. Um, thanks for having me. Great. Everyone, follow. Everyone um, follow. And if you're listening and would like to come on the podcast, please reach out at sexamation underscore inbox. You can come on. We're going to have lots of guests. It's going to be great. Oh, guests. Yeah. I've been going into New Zealand lately. Have you? Ever since my friends released a, a New Zealand podcast going, Reets in the gutter. That's a story for another day. Speaking of podcasts, you're listening, listening to Sexamation. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs>
Yeah, boy. He will fuck off. Off he will fuck. We suck again! You blew it! You gonna take that dick? In your way. <laughs>